0: Hello, good evening. Welcome back to Psalm 119 and be reading from verse 97 to 104. Psalm 119, 97, 104. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than Or my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy and inerrant word. Believers love God's word for many reasons. We love God's word because it reveals God to us. It is God speaking to our hearts about who he is and what he has done. It is God's own word to us that is emphasized throughout Psalm 119 because every time the law or the word is mentioned, it is called God's law or God's word. In the passage tonight, it is not how I love the law, it is how I love your law. The Psalmist understands that the word of God is God speaking and so believers love the Bible because God is speaking to us in it. We love the Bible because the Bible shows us the way of salvation and shows us that we do not save ourselves, that we do not earn or merit our redemption, but that has been done by God himself in his grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we love the word. We love the law. It shows us how to live. That's one of the great themes of the passage tonight, that believers love God's word because they understand that it makes them wise for sanctification. And that is that theme I want to think with you for a few minutes tonight, that believers love the Bible because it makes them wise for life and for sanctification. And it's very clear that the psalmist wants to emphasize that point in this passage the psalmist commends the word of God he commends the scriptures to you because of eight things that he sees the scripture doing in his own life and he is only using his own life as a representation of what God does in the lives of all believers through his word let us Look briefly at these eight things. The first is that Scripture has gained the psalmist's attention, affection. The psalmist commends the Scriptures because Scripture has not only gained his attention, but his affection. And as he looks at the Word, he sees who it reveals. It reveals its author, and the author is God. The psalmist looks at the Word and he sees that it reveals its matter, its substance, and that substance, that matter, is the truth of God. And he looks at the word and he sees its usefulness, its profitability, its practicality, and he declares in verse 97, oh how I love your law, it is my meditation all the day. That declaration is part of healthy Christian experience. The psalmist sees the word of God, it makes his heart sing, and the psalmist declares, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. That is, this is healthy Christian experiences. On a few occasions in my life, I've had people say things to me like, oh, you're one of the, those people. You're one of those sorts, you know, the born again types that worships God's word. You worship the Bible. And those remarks are denigrating the word of God and denigrating respect for the word of God. And when someone says something like that to you, they are displaying falsehood and they are betraying wicked, probably completely depraved hearts because it is not the attitude of a believer in God towards God's word. No, a believer in God, a Christian believer says, I love your word, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. What would you rather do? Read a good book or read God's word. Watch a Netflix movie or read God's word. And those who speak against God's word are undermining what God himself approves in his own word. God is approving the attitude of the Psalmist as he expresses by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the proper attitude towards the word of God by the believer is verse 97 of the 119th Psalm. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. That is the attitude of a believer to God's word. It moves us. It has our affection. We know who its author is. The author is God. We understand the substance of it is the truth of God. It isn't the wisdom of men. Paul pauses to congratulate the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13, that when he preached the Bible to them, they accepted it, not as the words of men, but for what it really is, the words of God. And that is how the believer approaches the Bible. And the believer understands that the Bible is useful, practical, as Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, profitable all scripture is breathed out by god and is profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of god may be complete equipped for every good work no wonder believers say oh how i love your law the first reason the psalmist commends the scriptures to us is that it is thoroughly and utterly gained his affection secondly Scripture makes him wise, verse 98. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies. Um, The psalmist commends the scripture to us in verse 98 because the scripture makes him wise. Now this theme will continue to run through the rest of the psalm in... Using slightly different language, it would be reiterated in verse 99, reiterated in verse 100, reiterated in verse 104. The scripture makes him wise, gives wisdom, and gives understanding. whether have you heard something like that before? Well, one place is 2 Timothy 3, just before the verse I just quoted a little while back about scripture being given by inspiration. In verse 14, it says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul is reminding Timothy that the scriptures are able to make him wise for salvation, which is by faith in Jesus Christ. In the first instance, Paul is talking about the Old Testament canon. The Christian church has always had a canon of scripture. When Jesus came into the world, the believers of that time had their Old Testaments. And the Apostle Paul is saying that those Old Testament books, which you were taught, Timothy, by your grandmother and by your mother, they're able to make you wise unto salvation. Psalm 119. The emphasis is that God's word is able to make you wise unto sanctification, wise unto growing in godliness wise unto growing into maturity, wise unto growing in holiness. So the psalmist commends the scriptures to us because they are able to make us wise. We may not be wise, but the scriptures give us wisdom. Third thing I'd like you to learn with me tonight is that scripture gives the the psalmist understanding, no teacher can Verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. We need teachers. Teachers know things that we do not know, believe it or not. They know how to explain things to us and the psalmist is not mocking teachers here. He is illustrating precisely because of the respect that teachers would have been held in his own culture and the way they ought to be held and esteemed in our culture. The psalmist is arguing if teachers can teach you something, How much more can God teach you something in his word? The psalmist is saying here that scripture can give him understanding that no teacher can. He's not denigrating teachers. He has had a high view of God's word. In the scripture, God is teaching us. God is teaching us the way of salvation. God is teaching us the way of growing. God is teaching us how to resist temptation. God has given us understanding in his word that no teacher can. Verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. Why? Because he's meditated on the word of God. Fourthly, scripture gives him understanding that the aged cannot. Did you see that in verse 100? I understand more than the aged for I keep your precepts. Now, the psalmist's culture, like ours, must do has had a tremendous respect for the elderly, much more so than we do. We do not esteem the elderly the way we should in our culture. We are a culture that values youth and does not quickly value the wisdom of experience and age. Not so with the psalmist's culture. The aged were highly respected. But you know even in our culture we recognize from time to time the importance of age and experience. Scripture is able to give us wisdom that even the aged cannot. Scripture, because God is teaching us in the scriptures, is able to give us wisdom that even the elderly cannot. Five, Scripture has taught the psalmist that there is a knowledge that comes only with obedience. There is a fifth commendation in verse 101, that Scripture has taught the psalmist that there is a knowledge that you only find in obedience. Psalm 119, verse 101. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. Now, this is huge. Please get this into your mind, that there is a knowledge that only comes by obeying. Psalm 101, sorry, verse 101. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. It's obedience to the word, the language of action. Walking on the way is a typical picture of living the life of faith. I hold back my feet from evil way. is talking about living in a way that you avoid sin, you avoid evil. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. So often we talk about the word so that our feet keep in the way. But here he says, I hold back my feet from the evil way in order to keep your word. The Psalmist is saying that there is a knowledge that comes only with obedience. This is a biblical principle. There is a biblical principle Says you know what you do, not just what you think, but what you do. Jesus emphasizes this in the Great Commission when he tells his disciples to make disciples. He said, "Make disciples, teach them to obey all that I have commanded you." Not just to teach them, but to teach them to obey what he has commanded. If you go to the end of the Sermon of the Mount, Matthew 7:24, what is the final illustration? in the Sermon on the Mount. It's about those who hear his words and do them. Elsewhere, Jesus talks about not just being hearers, but also doers of the word. Now, Jesus is not talking about a faith plus works equals salvation. Jesus is saying, you don't know the word of God unless you do it. You do not know the word of God unless you do it. There is a knowledge found only in obedience. The Psalmist is emphasizing this. Acknowledging this here, that scriptures have taught him there is a knowledge found only in obedience. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. Six, scripture has helped him resist temptation. He gives a sixth commendation of scripture to us in verse 102, that scripture has helped him resist temptation. Verse 102, I do not turn aside from your rules for you have taught me. The psalmist is telling us that our best companion in the fight against temptation is God's word. It is God's word that has taught the psalmist not to turn aside from God's rule. Scripture has helped him resist temptation. You're a Christian and you're fighting against sin, especially besetting sins. There's no better companion in that fight than Scripture. Because strangely, even in the redeemed heart, we find desires that are not conformed to the image of God. How do you fight those desires? God knows how and he tells you from all sorts of different directions in his word. So the psalmist says, I can testify you have taught me, so I do not turn aside from your rules. The holy scriptures help the psalmist resist temptation. Seven, scripture has become a spiritual pleasure to him the seventh thing that the psalmist commends the scriptures to us in verse 103 he tells us that scripture has become a sweet spiritual pleasure to him how sweet are your words to my taste sweeter than honey to my mouth the psalmist is saying that he is found in communion with god in his word a pleasure that no carnal pleasure that this world can offer can best that the psalmist Sound in God's word, a communion with God that the world can never match. We sing about that from time to time. There's a hymn that says, Come ye that love the Lord and let your joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord and thus surround the throne. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. The second verse says, Let those refuse to sing who never knew our God. And another stanza says the hill of Zion yields a thousand sacred sweets before we reach the heavenly fields or walk the golden streets. Isaac Watts in his hymn is saying there are experiences that we have of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good that we do not have to wait for until heaven. William S. Plumer, our commentator, says the communion that we have with God in his word and his ordinances is not the same communion we will have with God in heaven, but it is like it. And the psalmist is saying, I've tasted sweetness, I've had spiritual pleasure in the word of God that isn't matched by the world's experience. There's no carnal pleasure, there's no temporal pleasure that can match and best the spiritual pleasure that the believer's soul has in communion with God in his word. The believer has tasted and seen that the Lord is good the psalmist declares that his, your words are sweet to the taste, O oh Lord. And eighth, one last word. Scripture has made him wise into sanctification. One last word he has to commend the scriptures to you. Verse 104, through your precepts I get understanding, therefore hate every false way. How is it that he has not only discerned the difference between the true and the false way, but how is it that his heart's desires have come to be set on the true way and have come to hate the false way? Well, in other words, how has his heart been so matured and instructed and its desires and that it desires sanctification, that it hates falsehood, and it longs to walk in the right way? Through your precepts I get understanding, never I hate every false way. The psalmist is saying that Scripture has made him wise unto sanctification. Where have you heard that before? The high, about the high priestly prayer in John 17. What Jesus prayed: "Lord, sanctify them in truth. Your truth, Your word, is truth." Jesus prays to His Father for you and me, as well as the disciples in the upper room in John 17, in the high priestly prayer that we'll be sanctified by God's truth, which is found in God's word. Scripture has made the psalmist wise unto sanctification. The psalmist is saying, I know your word makes me wise under sanctification. If you're struggling living the Christian life right now, I wonder if you're in a place where you say and mean, How I love your law, O Lord. If you're in a place in the Christian life where you're struggling, maybe it is time for you to go back to the word, to get immersed in the word, and to stay in the word until you can say with the psalmist, Lord, your word is sweet to the taste. Lord, your word makes me wise, O oh Lord, how I love your word. And may the Lord bless this study, and may the glory be His alone. In His precious name, Amen.